Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harris here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. Well, it started off looking like a strong day for our markets today, but the gains couldn't hold as we fell into the close, finishing just off of the lows of the day. But if you turn on the news just about anywhere, even for financial news, just absolutely unwatchable out there. All you get right now is Russia, Russia, Russia. Can't even, I mean, really, even if you're looking for individual stock news, it's tough to find something out there that doesn't include hints of what's happening in Russia and Ukraine right now. Very reminiscent of March of 2020 when anytime you turned anything on, everything was impacted by coronavirus insanity. But at, at that time, at least you got a little bit of real reporting out there, right? You had some independent sources that you could turn to. There was so much uncertainty that, you know, at least you could hope you get some facts somewhere. Right now, just seems like propaganda across the board. Uh, who knows what to believe with so much nonsense coming at you constantly that you really can't make heads or tails of anything, which is likely by design, but that's about it for what I'm going to cover about that here. Because, uh, like I said, it was the same for our markets today. Even so much of what you want to search for for stocks goes by the wayside in favor of covering Russia right now. But we did get some notes from the Federal Reserve today, as Jay Powell this morning said, and a little bit surprisingly, actually, that the Fed is on track to raise interest rates despite the uncertainty in Russia right now, saying that he supports a quarter point rate rate hike this month. Also remember that this is the month where they plan to end quantitative easing, at least for now, not necessarily saying whether they're going to switch full on into quantitative tightening mode. I'd say that's doubtful, going to come a little bit further on down the line. And that certainly had a little bit to do with the sell-off after the open today, uh, but he did go on to say that they will be careful in the way that they conduct policy because of the uncertainty in Ukraine. Really, since the uncertainty of what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, the talks of interest rate hikes in the news, at least, have gone down significantly. Uh, you know, in our view, they would have pushed this much further on down the line, but maybe. You know, they're hoping some of this gets lost in the confusion and they can just turn the page and everyone will look past it because they certainly are leaving the door open here to slow down their tightening policy. They certainly have an out here with this conflict. And as we've talked about here often for this year, the Fed has to do something to save face. They've talked so much about it. They can't just let it go by now. So we give them one to two rate hikes this year, you know, not the five to six that many Fed members have been calling for. And they certainly have gotten a lot quieter about that over the last few weeks. And we think that will continue to be the case. You know, so let's get that quarter point rate hike out of the way. The Fed can save face. Uh, inflation will continue to run hot, but they can blame that on Russia instead of blaming it on this failed administration's policies, the branded administration. Uh, and, you know, 
it's too soon to tell, but that looks like it will be the case here. Um, but also a little bit of quietness today because all eyes are on tomorrow's jobs report as we get February's jobs data back. Uh, you know, we got jobless claims this morning continuing to drop, which is good. Um, but that will certainly have an impact on the Fed's next steps, which is probably a big reason why they have been a little bit quieter about it. Although, if you've tuned, like, tuned in to any of the actual data, the people who do deep dives into this data of the last few jobs reports, it has been so heavily, heavily manipulated that you know who really knows what you're learning from this data, they probably have better data that we don't have access to over at the Federal Reserve. They absolutely do. But it's so heavily manipulated that, you know, even if we get a strong jobs number tomorrow, which of course we would love because you want to see as many jobs created as possible, no matter who the president of the United States is, you want to see our country be successful, right? I think we can all agree on that. Uh, but even with a strong number, who really knows what that means? And so we'll find out. We'll do a deep dive into that data tomorrow, and we'll be reporting on it here and on the podcast as well. But I think that everybody can see, even if we get a good strong number, good jobs number, that this economy is slowing. Not saying that we're contracting here, but slowing to a more normalized pace of growth. You know, coming out of coronavirus insanity. Uh, that was a fast, and all the stimulus in the system, that was a fast pace of growth. And of course, under the Trump administration, much more business-friendly policies, much more economic-friendly policies, much friendlier energy policies. Uh, so of course, we're going to get faster growth in that environment. So again, not saying that we're contracting here, but that growth is slowing. And we've seen that in earnings, Right. I mean, earnings been great from Q4, strong earnings from Q4, and we believe that will continue as well. But on the earnings per share growth estimates, and those are estimates, imagine how far these analysts have been off on their estimates, right? But they are projecting slower growth, looking further out into 2022. That would not be a shock, but that does not mean that earnings are peaking here and the market doesn't top until earnings top. Uh, so we still see that as years away. Uh, just looking at slower growth, that, that's it here. So it'll be interesting to see what we get back tomorrow with that jobs data. But looking at our market markets on the day today, certainly not the action you want to see. We open nicely higher on the day, uh, but finish just slightly off of the lows of the day. Tech leading the way lower, down 1.56% to 13,537. We were followed there by the Russell 2000, down just about 1.3% to 2,032. Next up was the S&P 500, down just over half a percent to 4,363. And lastly, the Dow, down three-tenths of 1% to 33,794. Looking at our internals on the day, similar numbers here. Got, they were a little bit better in, earlier in the session but finished probably near their lows of the day here as well. So not the numbers you'd like to see. Declining stocks, beating out advancing stocks for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. Just over 2 to 1 negative for the NASDAQ, but much better for the NYSE. Makes a lot of sense when we had tech lagging today and the semis 
down as well on the day while the value names which i mean growth has just been absolutely clobbered here so not a big surprise to see that new 52 week highs the lows uh came in almost even actually for the nyse it's been it feels like it's been a long time since we've gotten a positive reading there but did come in about five to one negative for the nasdaq but with like i said with growth being beat up and tech being beat up so much doesn't really come as much of a surprise. It's going to take a little while to get back to some good numbers there. Lastly, volume coming in just under two to one negative for the NYSE, just over two to one negative for the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day today, you know, if you saw just this, you would think that we had a pretty good day today because we finished with seven out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. Again, back to the value and growth story, the value names holding up much better. Utilities leading the way today as rates were down again, down 1.13% to now 1.84 on the 10-year uh, we were followed there by real estate, which is trying hard. The real estate sector, uh, not necessarily housing as a whole, but the real estate sector specifically got back above its 200 day moving average today, closed just barely below it though. Uh, you know, if we can get back to that level. It's a good key support psychologically, at least for technicians. Next up, we're can uh, me, consumer staples, healthcare, and then energy hit another 52-week high, our only sector right now of, the, of these main 11 S&P 500 sectors to be hitting a 52-week high. No surprise there as oil did pull back today, but I mean, energy stocks did well today. And then our laggards on the day were consumer discretionary, technology, and communication services. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold continuing to hang out near its highest levels since 2020 here, up 0.87% to $1,939 an ounce, a group that we've been very, very bullish on here. And let's take a quick look at the miners as well. Up slightly on the day, not as much as gold, but also you're getting back to its highest level since June of 2021, looking like it is wanting to break out here. Now starting to make a series of higher highs and higher lows, exactly what you wanna see from this group. Next up, silver was also up on the day holding out right above its 200-day moving average and if it can hold on to its 200-day moving average that would be a pattern change here because we've seen this group try to get back above its 200-day moving average and fail since breaking below it in july of 2021 it has gotten there hadn't even spent more than a day there but now we've had roughly you know, three to four sessions in a row above the 200-day moving average. So again, that looks like a pattern change here. And that's another group that we're very bullish on. So good to see silver up half a percent to $25.31 an ounce. Copper up big on the day, 2.67% to $4.78 a pound. Just below its 52-week high now of $4.88 a pound from May of 2021, which, you know, based off of the continuous contract per pounds at least in US dollars. So you know, taking out with the price per ton and other currencies, that is, you know, its highest level that my charts go back to here since the 1970s. Uh, so copper really near an all-time high right now here again. Uh, and finally here for our commodity watch, oil 
like I said earlier, pulling back a little bit from its highs down 2.46% now, still up significantly to $100, $108 a barrel and 88 cents to be exact. Uh, but that is a group we've been pounding the table on since the beginning of 2021 saying we were going to hit $100 a barrel. And now we're getting reports from all over the place for much higher oil prices. If you've been paying attention to the news, that's no surprise to you there either. And then lastly for today, Bitcoin now down 4.3% to 42,107 a Bitcoin. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.